Rise and shine, A's fans. It's time to greet the day with extra base hit. From late nights at the Coliseum. Hits a right field and shallow trio of A's. Kept going out, makes an unbelievable circus catch. A leaping, diving play by Tony Kemp. To early mornings with a fresh cup of Joe. Say, have you got time for a coffee before you go? That'd be nice. Splendid. Extra base hit will make your day green and gold. Swung on a fly ball, well hit right center, but playable. Laureano near the track, edge of the track, makes the catch. And the Athletics get a great opening night win. Here's Jessica Kleinschmidt. All right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is you are into, because some people like to wake up late today. And I understand it's the day after opening day, opening night, but everything went by a little bit quicker because thankfully we have these new rules. Jess Kleinschmidt here with the Ray Jensen behind the scenes, making everything work here on A's Cast. You can listen to this episode and more over at athletics.com slash A's Cast. You can follow us on Twitter at AthleticsCast24. Ray, we did it. We made it to opening day. And it was everything you could have hoped for and more. Also, give give yourselves a let me give myself a little bit of a pat on the back. I brought a heated blanket in the press box, and I really suggest everybody does that. But before we get into the actual game, Ray, I want to say I don't appreciate you and Cody taking some attention away from me. During my pregame segment with Chris Townsend, which was a little extended yesterday because of the opening day segment, if you will. I usually I get I got a lot more minutes yesterday, but I we couldn't get into the topic because somebody took some of Chris Townsend's cupcakes, and you know who had to hear the end of it? I did. So were these cupcakes worth it, Ray? Because I didn't like the attention being taken away from me. Uh, I say yes. Uh, <laughs> the one that I had initially that Cody gave me was I believe the banana nut cupcake Mm -hmm. and I'm a big fan of like banana flavored things so that it it hit the spot so I I felt guilty but I'll be honest not really that's okay you know I you know those those YouTube or those TikTok videos where you see the dog who got into the trash can and he acts like yes I did it I'm innocent that was Ray Jensen and the commander Cody Elias yesterday and I appreciate it and that's rare that you like banana flavored things because same. Here's the here's the real question. Are you banana flavor candy guy? Because banana flavored Laffy Taffies, I think like smash I would smash. They're yeah. good, right? Oh yeah. Banana flavored yeah. Laffy Taffy and the green apple Laffy Taffy are the premier flavors in my opinion. I agree. You have to differentiate. You have to go back and forth. You can't have like five bananas in a row. We're oh, not yeah. psychopaths over here. For sure. Um, but no, the cupcakes were beautiful. They had, you know, the A's logo on them, the opening day logos on them. But yeah, spent half of the segment dedicated to that. Um, you know how county gets. Yeah. He has to just be upset about something. Um, and But it was interesting because opening day is always a riot because – Throughout the season, I think about the dugout scrum that takes place, and it's me. I have this tradition. I have to sit right next to Mark Kotze on the bench, right to the left, um, usually because my feet hurt because I'm in high heels, but also I just like to – I don't want to have to yell at Mark Kotze because that's just rude. We had like a scrum, and I'm talking – I did. I believe I found out 15 to 16 different media outlets were there. And we're talking about the fact that we had Shohei Otani starting on the bump for the opposing team. So that's always going to happen. It's also opening day. People show up then. They show up around the all-star break. If the teams are winning, they'll you know, scatter throughout the season. 
And rightfully so, because despite the A's win, Shohei Otani dominated on the mound, striking out 10 batters in six innings. And he did it quickly, under three hours. I love that. But the A's bats came alive in the eighth inning thanks to S2R, S-T-U-R-I, S-T-U-R-I, I'm going to get this down, Ruiz. And it was a game changer because not only was he dominant at the plate, he was showing off some of that speed in the outfield. And of course, the team leader, Tony Kemp, helped everything out. Ray, I want to know your favorite moment from yesterday's game. I think, honestly, just the fact that Kyle Muller, you mentioned Otani dominated, and he did with those strikeouts, but Muller may not have outpitched him, but I think he over-delivered to expectations. I did not expect him to, to keep it as close as it was. I'll be honest, I was a little bit of a pessimist, but he proved a lot of doubters wrong, including myself. So I got to give a, a hand to Kyle Muller for showing up on opening day. He really not only showed up, but he was so jacked up after the game. And he said it was probably one of his most fun moments on a baseball field, period. And we're talking about a guy who was vying for a rotation spot with the Braves organization, like hoping to get the fourth, fifth spot in that rotation. Then boom, you come over here and you're the opening day starter and you get to throw to Shea Langlier as your boy. Shea was just as pumped for that guy than anybody else. And so I was very happy for Kyle Muller. That was my bad. I shouldn't have made it about Otani. I think... We all do that, but it's hard to ignore when Otani's there and the whole left side of the press box is filled with cameras and Japanese media. But yeah, congrats to Kyle Muller. That was phenomenal and just a a great human being. But I wanted to kind of shift gears to something that I did not appreciate yesterday, Ray, and that was the Dodger game. Not the Dodgers. They're fine. They're whatever. I need to talk about this public marriage proposal during the Dodgers game yesterday. I don't want to make this too much about myself, but my biggest pet peeve probably in the world is public in-game proposals. Don't interrupt the game, bro, or or woman. I don't care. I don't care who's doing it. Just don't interrupt the game. But you know who has my back, Ray, is the Dodgers security staff. They ran this fan ran out of the field sporting a Mookie Betts uniform which first of all, don't run on the field. It's just rude. Cameras aren't going to show you. The cameras will not show you. So I don't know what the point of that is. Such a waste. Anyways, a fan ran onto the field and proposed to someone, you know, brought the ring out and everything. Security guards absolutely <laughs> took him out. But here's the best part. After this football-style tackle, the control room saw what was going on, and they began to play DMX's Rough Riders anthem after it happened and it just stopped drop like like it was perfect and i it was just chef's kiss it's i want people to watch that over and over again the next time they want to do a public proposal the dodgers went on to defeat the diamondbacks eight to two not a coincidence if you i mean don't don't crap on love i love love too much i don't appreciate that yeah it it Um, was a little little grand for my tastes in terms of proposals like i I don't hate them as much as as you do i understand the hatred but yeah they go onto the field kind of interrupt proceedings i felt bad that he got absolutely decked i mean i'll I'll say this i'm in that security guard's shoes he's like he's been waiting for this all year he's like this is what we trained for and he just went full (laughs) speed ahead He's like that little dog, like waiting for the door to open when somebody comes home. Yes, exactly. This was his moment to shine. So all of that. I mean, I hope he's okay, but I mean, kind of goes to show 
what is going on. But the A's are still in town this weekend. Kind of fun to have like an off day in the middle of a of a series. It's definitely different. This weekend, uh, the A's continued their three-game stint against the Angels. It'll be youth baseball and softball day on Sunday, which means a lot of people who are actually smaller than me. So I'm very excited about that. Excited to bring back youth baseball and softball days presented by Kaiser Permanente. Bring your teams out to enjoy a day at the ballpark with the pregame parade on the field before the game. That's always fun because they always find the players and the players will be out there signing stuff for them. All participants will receive a pair of wristbands once the parade has concluded. And for groups of 15 or more, bragging about it you have more than one friend congratulations please reach out to us at groups at athletics.com and the next youth baseball and softball day is april 30th against joey Votto and the reds and there is a tony kemp poster giveaway day i'm going to be that dodger security guy and tackle everybody to get all the tony kemp posters excited about that but before we're going to shift gears we're going we're to change up sports a little bit ray all right because it. I just I think about you constantly. I know you struggle being a fan of certain teams, but we're going to go over this Aaron Rodgers drama. Not really drama, but at this moment in time, Ray, do you have a new quarterback yet? No. And I'm tired <laughs> of waiting, to be quite honest. <laughs> you know, they had like the owners meetings and all the coaches are there. They interviewed, you know, Robert Sala. They interviewed uh, Joe Douglas and... They were like, hey, you know, we're looking forward to those conversations with the Packers, yada, yada. And I'm just like, oh, my, what is it, what is it going to take? How much ayahuasca do we need to give Aaron Rodgers or promise Aaron Rodgers on a per-day basis to just get him in a green and white uniform? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not at the verge of hysterics yet, but we're getting, we're getting close. If, if it comes draft night and there's not a deal in place, I may be in a corner in the fetal position. Which you already are being a Jets fan, so just going to add to it. But it, one of my favorite moments was, you know, the ayahuasca thing was legit because it was, I believe, Jake Paul who also did the ayahuasca with Aaron Rodgers. Could you imagine just being a fly on the wall, like watching all of that go down? But it's okay. You know what, Ray? We do have Al Lazard, the wide receiver. He's not only not worried that this is going to take place, but he said the reason why he signed with the Jets is because of Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers just like basically said, hey, Woody Johnson, I want this, 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 and this, make it happen. Alan Lazard is part of that package. We're not going to like create this whole surrounding offensive game to not go through with it. True. Yeah, I'm also waiting for Randall Cobb to show up. Uh, I think Jermichael Finley needs a job. Yes. Uh, Clay Matthews should be around. I don't think oh, Charles. Yeah, don't think Charles Woodson's going to be joining us. Understandable, but yeah, I'm waiting for the the New York Packers to to take hold. Over he essentially has just a Christmas list of stuff, and whatever want, he wants to get done is going to get done. But I want it for you too. And like I said, Johnson's going to make it happen. Well, I'm hoping that that works out for you. I just want you to be happy more than anything. But we're going to take a quick break, and we get back. I have an amazing interview with James Caprillion. Let's cheers to the champions. Join us for the 50th anniversary of the 1973 World Series championship team with a pregame ceremony on Sunday, April 16th. Celebrate Gene Tennis, Vita Blue, Raleigh Fingers, and many more A's legends. Next pitch, deep to right field, and it's going, going. 
Tickets are available at athletics.com slash tickets. That's athletics.com slash tickets. This is Chris Towns, and there are two things that are a must for me, comfort and style. Whether I'm playing golf, going to dinner, I've got to have the right feel. That's why I've partnered with Link Soul, and you're going to love Link Soul. They have just released their new spring line, new fabrics for their polos, lightweight and perfect for technical performance. Link Soul also has new styles for their layers and hoodies with cool prints and seasonal colors. You know what they say in the big leagues, look good, play good. Go to LinkSoul.com. That's LinkSoul.com. They got any uh, just coffee? Now back to Extra Base Hit on A's Cast. Here's Jessica Kleinschmidt. Welcome back to Extra Base Hit here on A's Cast. So I spoke to A's starter James Caprillion yesterday. Now this was after the game because why not? I love how they feel after a win. And this was his first official opening day. And I didn't realize that for the longest time. I've been covering this player for three seasons now. So I asked him how he's feeling about a spring campaign. We talked about some of the veteran guys and what James Kiprillian talked to him about heading into the season. And you guys, he is very aware about what some of these baseball insiders are saying and projecting for the A's. So take a listen. And you talk about a long time coming. I know we can look back and say, you know, there's injuries and everything like that. When yeah. you were missing out on your opening day, what would that, what did that make you feel like? It stinks because uh, it's, you know, for me, it's just the most important thing to me is you know, having fun with my teammates and trying to be a good teammate. And, um, you know, you only get so many of these. And, uh, you know, every every time I, you know, start a new season, it's one less season I'm going to have in the future. And I'm, I recognize that. So I think just cherishing today as, as what it is, is is an important thing for me, even though I didn't get to play. And you came up a really strong spring, especially going up against the Giants. What were your overall thoughts on how you performed in, during spring training? I'm excited. I mean, I... I feel good. I like where I'm at. I still think there's, you know, lots of room for improvement. And, um, you know, Emo and, um, and Mike are doing a good job of, of helping me, you know, reach what I believe is my potential. And I still think there's room to grow. I know I say that often, but I truly believe that. And, um, you know, it's, I'm, I'm glad this shoulder surgery is done. And um, hopefully it's just one of those things we can put behind me now and I can just kind of go be myself. And um, I think myself is going to be enough. And uh, that's what I'm just excited to do is be myself. You know, and I've, and I've watched you grow over the years and you're very hard on yourself. Yeah. And, and you're talking about wanting to be yourself. Is that part of that growth process? And how do you kind of plan on figuring that out as time goes on? It is. On? And I think I just have... It's not like a chip on my shoulder, but it's like I have a strong resolve to do what I know I'm capable of. And talking to my teammates and talking to guys I play against and then guys we play against who come in our clubhouse, who are on our team, like guys like Diaz, you know, they tell me they don't like facing me. And then they're behind me and they tell me they love playing behind me. So it's it's one of those things where, you know, I just want to do my best to be as consistent as possible and, and be that guy that I think I've shown flashes of but I haven't done it consistent enough yet in my opinion and um, I just know that I just know I'm capable of a lot I believe in myself so I don't want to be surprised you know when I'm able to turn that page one day and I don't want my teammates or coaching staffs or or anyone else to be surprised when we get there one day you mentioned the resolve the chip on your shoulder I feel like could, that could be beneficial to you absolutely um, if it's taken the right way like I think last year maybe I was a little too hard on myself at times but you know, I learned that last month and a half, um, you know, I had a lot of success in that time and, and I made positive adjustments and um, the season's a long season. It is a marathon. So no matter how things go, you know, initially, 
you know, there is no reason to necessarily be so hard on yourself. You're, you're always one start away from turning the corner. And, um, you know, it's a tough game. And I'm going to continue to learn and, and continue to pick the guys, you know, brains around me. And um, I think if I'm able to do that, it's, it's going to be helpful. You're able to pick the brains of guys, but you're also, I mean, three years on this team is kind of, yeah. you've been around a while. Yeah. What's it like kind of being in between? I don't want to say you're not a veteran status, yeah. but you're still learning. What's it kind of being like? No, for sure. I mean, when I say I'm learning, I think the people who stay in this game the longest are the ones who are continuing to evolve and learn. And, um, you know, I do see myself in a position now where I'm able to help the guys around me. And, and um, with my lack of, I guess, service time at this level, I feel like I have been around you know a lot of these guys for a long time even when I was with the Yankees I was you know following Nathan Uvalde around CeCe Sabathia and those guys were kind of showing me the way um, and then coming over here it's the same thing with Chap and, and those guys so Bassett I mean these guys these guys kind of showed me the way and wanted me to you know learn and lead and I, I feel like it's kind of my time to step into those shoes but um, I think that just happens naturally I'm, I mean I'm a worker and hopefully guys just see me work and and that's enough for them to follow one guy that I've really yeah, I mean, developed a really good relationship with is, of course, Shay Langliers. Yeah. And I have to remind myself, he's still very young. But I feel like that's the catcher mentality. They're very mature for their age. Absolutely. What have you liked from him and how his, I guess, the way he's been working with him? And everything he, he, he obviously flashes an, an insane amount of talent. Um, but for me, it's there's other intangibles. I mean, he he's able to have the composure of somebody who you know acts like he's been around this game for a long time um he helps make adjustments based on what the guys around him need um but he's also i think you know i hope he's not afraid to to say hey i need you to you know pull your head out here and make this like go get after it let's go you know so and i think he's i think he's getting into that um but you're right with that position i mean he's kind of the quarterback of the team and um I think he's I think he's right where he needs to be. I mean, our relationships continue to grow. Every time he catches me, um, I think we're we're figuring out more things that we're good at together. Um, but this all started last year, in my opinion. He spent a lot of time, you know, following Stephen Vote around when he got called up, and Vote was catching every single one of my bullpens. And then when Shea came up, he kind of passed the reins to Shea. Hey, you need to catch these guys. Go talk to Cap. Watch him pitch. See why he likes to do certain things. We were doing things that I wasn't doing in the game with Murph, and now we've kind of just tapped right into it as soon as the season started. So I think there's a trust and a belief process that we've kind of created with one another, and um, I think that's going to carry us a long way in the future, not only this year, but just down the road. I'm hoping as long as we can both be Oakland A's together. You know, and in, on that note, I feel like the vibe in the clubhouse is just, I don't know, more up since last season. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to say this without saying it directly, but there's more winning talk this time around. Yeah. What's it been like? I mean, just with the vibe in the clubhouse when you first got back, there's a lot of turnover. I think the front office did a really good job of bringing ball players in. Um, not only do they always bring good guys in, but I think we brought ball players in. And, um, you know, Aggie, Jace, Diaz, those guys are those guys have had success for, for a good amount of time, and there's a reason they're, they're so good. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I talked to all these guys. I checked in on every single one of these guys pretty much all offseason. I just wanted to shoot texts, and then even when, you know, we got to spring training, I sent a text to Paul. I sent a text to Tony, Ramon, and Seth, and I was like, we're not doing what we did last year, guys. And I hope, you know, I hope that's the way the season goes, obviously, but, you know, we want to turn that page like last year is what it was and we want to learn from it and we want to move forward um, I truly believe you know we do have an immense amount of talent here as young as some of these guys are or lack of experience I do think we're capable of, of 
disappointing a lot of a lot of teams. And we know what everyone's saying. You know, we know what Jeff Jeff Passon said about 59 wins. That's number one right there. So we're gonna see what happens here. But I think if we uh, continue to get better, continue to just build that camaraderie within the clubhouse. You know, we won game one today. Muller did a great job. And, we just have to make ex the expectation winning. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. It's all about winning. I think if we can do that, just make sure the expectation is winning. Guys are going to do what they have to do to, to pick up their teammates and be good teammates. Um, and we're going to find ourselves on the right column. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So I want to thank James for his time and Ray. So I love the fire under Cap. He's very hard on himself. He's very competitive, but toward himself, which is super interesting. So, of course, we talked about that a little bit. But there's a different vibe in the clubhouse. I know you guys are all about me saying the vibe, but there's just something different. And last season, it was all about these opportunities. But you heard Cap. He sent a text to Seth Brown, Tony Kemp, Polly B, and said, this season's different. We're not going to go down like we did in 2022. And I love that. The word winning, Ray, was actually being talked about in the clubhouse, and that wasn't the case last season. There's definitely a, a different feeling around this A's team. There's a little more fire, I think, for all these guys. I, there's a, a more diverse mix in terms of experience. You have your veterans. You have your Seth Browns, Tony Kemp's, Paul Blackburns, and you have your younger guys like Estudi Ruiz and other guys who are coming up. So, yeah, I, I like the mix of this team, and I think this will be a big year for Caprillion. He... Started off slow, as you mentioned. He didn't get started till like, I think, May 1st was his first start last year. But he really caught fire by the end of last season. And I hope that transitions into his first start this year. I think this will be a big improvement year for him. I agree. And he is just come such a long way, too. And I'm glad you mentioned some of the, the mixes. You know, we have Ryan Noda, too. It was his birthday on opening day. And he made his Major League debut. I think he's going to be a really big factor. And you know what this team kind of reminds me of, Ray, is a few years back, I want to say it was before maybe, I feel like the last three seasons of Bob Melvin's tenure with the A's was, the team was going to do good. We just didn't know how good. But there was a scrappiness involved. And I feel like those late eight-inning rampants at the plate shows their scrappiness involved. And I remember thinking, like, it's not over. Despite, you know, Shohei Otani dominating on the mound, the A's still dipped in their bullpen a little bit earlier, but their main goal was, you know, once we get rid of Shohei Otani, we're golden. And they proved that. And that's because they just don't give up. But then also, their thing is, they know what they need to do, but there's also this, I don't want to say naivety, but there's, it's just like, just go out and play and, like, see what happens. And that's what they, they, they're showing. And the Astros were like that not too long ago before they started dominating all over, not just the AL West, but all the teams. They weren't winning any games. And then they, not too long after, they got the memes and did all of it. So there was a scrappiness there that I really appreciate it. And it's, it has to do with a lot of this young talent. And you, like you said, you even it out with those veteran guys. Whew. Yeah, and the, the, I think the more exciting aspect is there's, there's going to be more coming. Tyler Soderstrom is knocking on the door for one. A, a bunch of others. Lawrence Butler, I think, is close to a debut. I think there's a chance Lawrence Butler is in the major leagues at some point this year, even though he's starting, I think, double-A to begin the season. Like, there's a lot of young talent. I think the new Oakland trend is not going to go away. And I'm glad you mentioned that, too, because double-A, David Force in the front office, they're not scared to skip the triple-A situation for a guy like Lawrence Butler. And you saw Soderstrom. The guy did not skip the gym 
this off season. He grew a bunch and we kind of knew that when you're young, I'm still waiting to get my growth spurt, but that's another story. And he just got huge, you know, and he's got so much power and I'm, he's my biggest question mark as far as his ETA, but we know how depending it's dependent upon how the A's do, they might dip into their farm system toward the end of the season. If they're struggling just to at least get some of these guys, you know, their feet wet in the bigs. So I, I'm super excited. I know it's a small sample size, but it's it's just a cool feeling to have. So stay tuned. We're going to take a break um, as Extra Base Hits continues. Ace fans need Friday night plans? Well, we got you covered. Get four tickets and parking for any Friday night game starting at just $49 with the Friday four-pack presented by Chevrolet. Save big and enjoy great matchups, post-game fireworks and drone shows, giveaways, and more this 2023 season. And he drills one to right, way back and no doubt, and that quickly the A's have taken the lead, second deck. Friday night tickets are available at athletics.com slash value. That's athletics.com slash value. Value. Spring is here and summer is right around the corner, which means two things, golf and special events. Hi, Vince Catronio for Cinnabar Hills Golf Club in San Jose. First, enjoy the best of Bay Area golf with 27 holes of championship caliber play. Then you'll agree it's the best place to play in Silicon Valley. And two, with its award-winning venue, let Cinnabar Hills cater your upcoming special occasion, including weddings. Enjoy all that Cinnabar Hills has to offer, great golf, food, and incredible views of the Bay Area. Learn more at CinnabarHills.com. That's CinnabarHills.com. Back from our coffee break. Oh my God, that is the best coffee I've ever tasted. It's time for more extra base hit on A's Cast. Here's Jessica Kleinschmidt. Welcome back to Extra Base Hit. Okay, so since this is the second day of the season, Ray, plenty of overview. A lot of no longer a small sample size. One game should pretty much seal the deal for us. So we're going to go over some of our division predictions and. I feel like we're going to have a lot of surprises, so, but I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to be a little easy on this one. So I'll go first and we'll go back and forth with who we feel is going to dominate. So the AL East, that one's pretty easy, right? It's obviously going to be the Orioles. Just kidding. I feel like with the Yankees, you spent a quadrillion dollars. That's an actual factor, by the way, an actual number on bringing in Aaron judge. If you aren't winning the whole damn thing, I don't know what to tell you, right? Yeah, uh, I'm with you on that one. I, I have the Yankees winning the AL East as well. My biggest concern is their starting rotation because it is banged up. They have a lot of injuries, and it, I don't want to say it's a bad situation, but it's bad enough where Aaron Boone is saying, oh, we're going to sign a mystery free agent starting pitcher. And I'm like, are you the general manager of Monday Night Raw? Like, is this the <laughs> WWF? What is this? Like, CC Sabathia is going to come down from the top rope? <laughs> running down the ramp CC Sabathia for sure I love that you just hear like the like Kane's intro music coming out of nowhere I love that but yeah you're right and then obviously you have Anthony Volpe who is the new Derek Jeter and I'm excited about that and you know Judge took the Giants yard last night of course he did some arson Judge revenge game love to see it let's move on to the AL Central I have the White Sox but I do think the Guardians might mess around a little bit. Yeah, I see a lot of people pick the White Sox. Johnny Dosko picked the White Sox to win the American yeah. League Central as well. I got to go Guardians. I love this team. We talked about the the infusion of youth. It's going to help the A's this season. The Guardians got that last year, and they're going to continue to get it. I, I think they're going to win the AL Central. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. I think they're finally like bringing some more guys and extending them, 
which I appreciate. And you're being led by like a guy by Tito. You, what else can you do? And they're always a team that messes around with the A's too. It's always a really good matchup between those two teams. So it'll be exciting because we, they're coming into town soon. So that'll be fun. The AL West, another easy one for me, the Houston Astros. And I feel like when I talk about the Houston Astros, I can confidently say that we faced the Astros how many times last year? I remember texting friends saying, oh, we're playing the Astros again. They thought I was joking because we had so much exposure to that team and they're just so good. And we're going to talk about the Jordan Alvarez's of the group. Sure. You have to remember starting pitching is super strong. They dip into that bullpen. It's really strong, but my guy's Kyle Tucker. That guy is redonkulous. I was on a panel last season talking about the world series. Everybody was so high up on the Phillies, which they weren't even the best team in baseball. They just got hot on around the right time. They rightfully so deserved to be there, but I was like, yeah, we love the Astros, but Kyle Tucker ended up going yard that game. Hopefully he gets an extension soon. But I really think the Mariners are going to give them a run for their money. Yeah, I don't think the AL West is going to be a certainty for the Astros, but I still think it's they're the favorite. They have to be. Even without Verlander, Altuve's hurt. They still have Alex Bregman. They still have Jordan Alvarez. They added Jose Abreu. They're still a very well-led team. Dusty is one of the best around. So this team is going to compete no matter what, even though they lost on opening day, which is not really common for them. I think they have one of the better opening day records in recent memory for Major League Baseball. But yeah, the Astros are going to be in the conversation. I think they're definitely a contender to win the West. It may not be as dominant as in years past, but I think they can do it. You're right. The ALS has certainly beefed up this offseason. I've noticed that. I mean, with the Angels, they have a lot to prove right now. They have to be doing something knowing that Otani's heading to free agency. Mike Trout got a bit of a fire underneath his butt after the World Baseball Classic. So there's a lot of fun storylines there. We're going to move to the National League, Mr. Now we have a universal DH. Let's go. So the Braves are interesting. I mean, they're my team that could possibly win the World Series for me. I don't think they're not my favorite to win the World Series. We'll touch on that a little bit. But I mean, the additions that they brought this offseason, they're always extending people. We know personally how well, how good Matt Olson is, how good Sean Murphy is. And even, you know, the guys who are kind of, I don't want to say the unsung heroes, Strider, we have no idea when that man is going to peak, for instance. Austin Riley, I want him to be, you know, how do I say this? I feel like he's got more in his arsenal of playing than he's showing off. And of course, the Braves organization are making sure these guys stay with them, which is always great. They're outfield strong. Pitching's good. And I mentioned Strider. That guy's just insane so they are my team to possibly make the world series but they're also they're definitely my team to take the division i'm gonna have to differ on this one i i like i like the braves i think they're a great team but i gotta be a homer on this one i'm picking the mets i'm picking the amazons to win the nl east i didn't do it last year and i was right to do that but this year i feel different about the mets we have the detroit tigers 2.0 with justin verlander and max scherzer even though verlander's on the shelf right now Mm -hmm. it's fine it's fine he'll be back but we have the youth and the minors to bring up here to Queens and get it done. I trust in Buck, and I think the Mets are going to win the NL East. I trust in Buck, too. I'm going to go on the record to say I trust in Buck, and I trust in Uncle Stevie as well. I love what he did this offseason, and even like not landing Carlos Correa did not hurt them in the least bit, to the point where I forgot that that was even a thing. 
You know what I mean? So that's something to pay attention to as well. And I'm, and I'm happy to support you in your Mets decision. I want them to win too. Just, just like, I feel bad for y'all, you know, which is like every other day it was something Edwin Diaz. Then it was Brandon Nimmo. Then it was Justin Verlander. But I also don't feel bad for y'all. You have Max Scherzer on your squad. Like I like stop crying that man. I'm so glad I don't have to hit against him. I'm so glad I only have to write about him and talk about him and not hit against him. And I'm happy on the other side of the ball that I don't have to throw to Jordan Alvarez. That's my mentality about my life. Max Scherzer, Mad Max, they call him that for a reason. I would just love to be a lapel mic on his uniform because of the things he says in his gloves before he tries to strike dudes out, I I think could be put in an episode of Dexter and would fit the script perfectly. Yes. That's so true. Like what was going on in Dexter's mind? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Max Scherzer is amazing. He's a good interview, too. I met him not too long ago. My NL West prediction. I'm not just sucking up to Bob Melvin, but I'm not not sucking up to Bob Melvin. The Padres are not only going to win the division, they're going to win the whole darn thing because the Dodgers are going to struggle this season. I still think they have a good chance of taking it all because it's the Dodgers. It's a lot like, you know how when... Mike Trout plays three games in a season. Doesn't actually happen, but he's still being talked about for the AL MVP because it's Mike Trout. That's how I feel about the Dodgers. They do have Freddie Freeman. They do have Mookie Betts, but the Lux injury, um, not spending money. Of course, they're waiting to land Shohei Otani. So they're okay with like taking back a year, but they're not scared to spend it. What is, they don't know what the words luxury tax means. They don't care. They're going to do what they want to do. But I have the Padres winning the division, the whole damn thing. And Juan Soto is my early NL MVP candidate. And, I mean, it's just such a darn good team. It's stacked. Manny Machado, Jake Cronenworth, Josh Hader coming out of the bullpen, Joe Musgrove, Blake Snell, Need I say more? Tatis Jr. comes back on 420. He's going to be hitting leadoff. He's going to be playing in the outfield. Imagine hitting leadoff and being the pitcher that has to throw to that man. He's going to get on first and then steal. Like, good luck. But that's 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 my thing. And I think the NLS is just good overall. Those Diamondbacks, so good. So much young talent. That same thing. They haven't dipped into, like, the Dominic Fletchers of the world. Going to give the whole division a run for its money. It's the perfect opportunity for the Padres to take advantage of that. Yeah, I agree. I, I know a lot of people are picking the Padres, and I completely understand it. I can see them winning the World Series, but I do not have them winning the NL West. You know what? Is it because they have camouflage uniforms? No, I just, I'm not going to believe the Dodgers dragon has been slayed until I see it happen. Okay. The, the Dodgers, they can bust out 90 win seasons with a AAA roster. I just think that's how well built this organization is. <laughs> so true. <laughs> it's insane. So I definitely think the Padres have a chance to win it all. And I think they're going to be like this year's Phillies where they get in in a wild card and they can go the distance. But I think the Dodgers are still the team to beat in the NL West. And I agree with you. It's going to be competitive regardless of the Rockies, even though they're going to play 500 ball this year, they'll still be competitive. The Diamondbacks, if you looked at their record last year, you took out their abysmal record against the Dodgers. They're an over 500 team. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of young talent. The Giants are always going to be around. Who knows what they can bring this year? They have, I think they have the talent. They have the coaching. But it's just a matter of can they consistently win in the division this year and against other teams since it's an even schedule. But, yeah, the West is going to be nasty, but I still think the Dodgers will take it. And I'm glad you mentioned the Giants, too, because Logan Webb is my Cy Young candidate for the National League. His strikeout I, numbers were ridiculous against the Yankees. He's a strikeout machine. 
Like he gave up a home run and it was like, LOL yesterday, like whatever, like just, just stay around. I'm not going anywhere. And he has a good way to stay healthy, which I appreciate. Um, also some good young talent. They still have Far- Farhan Zaidi doing Farhan Zaidi things. So it's going to be interesting. And the Jerks and Profar in the, on the Rockies, I know that sounds silly, but like they do have a strong bullpen too. Bullpens, I've noticed, when it comes to a postseason game or a postseason team, you got to pay attention to that bullpen. If you have a decent bullpen, you can go far. And Jerks and Profar bringing on that team, he's, he's versatile and probably needs to have a little bit of a, a good vibe for him in the clubhouse because that team's not that good. But yeah. You know, it is what it is. You try being a pitcher on the Rockies. Good luck. Yeah. Chris Bryant's <laughs> got to hit some home runs eventually, right? I, it was just almost statistically impossible what he pulled off last year. My thing is, is like, no matter what, he still like gets all this money. It's very fun, to, like interesting to watch. And, you know, Corbin Carroll played in what, 32 games last year and they gave him an eight year extension. That's like the Chris Bryant special. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't play that many games. I'm still going to give you hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. It's good. Um, NL Central. This one was pretty easy for me. I think the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are going to do so good this season. We mentioned the WBC, Nolan Arenado coming off of that amazing experience for him. Same with Paul Goldschmidt. They have a lot of young talent as well. Guys that are in talks for possible rookie of the year. Strong pitching. We want Wayno to go out on top, all of those things. How much of an American moment was that when he sung the national anthem? Like, oh my goodness. I want to see JP Sears do that too. I feel like he would just thrive off of that. But that's that's my pick is is the Cardinals. Yeah, this one I agree with you on. I think the Cardinals are the team to beat in the NL Central. I think the Brewers will give them a run for their money, but who knows how that's going to pan out for the Brew Crew. Their offense can be a little inconsistent, but you have to go with the best corner infield duo in baseball and that's Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado as the favorites I like their pitching don't love it for St. Louis but I think they have the young arms in there to make it happen I'm right there with you you know Paul Goldschmidt's sneaky funny too had an interview with him this offseason talking about the WBC and and yeah who else was on that call oh, it was Nolan Paul and Wayno. it's a fun little trio of guys yeah. all right we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we have our A's predictions so stay tuned if you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is the number one brand of online mattresses and the Bay Area's favorite mattress store. Take home the Easy Breather Pillow. The New York Times calls it their number one pick. You can navigate their easy news website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and Gold fans use the coupon code Oakland and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. This is Chris Townsend, and if you're looking for a great place to eat and watch games, go see my friends at the Chicken Pie Shop at Walnut Creek. The Chicken Pie Shop is one of the hottest restaurants in Walnut Creek. You're not going to find a better menu, and come try their world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 86 years. Spacious indoor and outdoor dining, perfect for your next private party or corporate event. Don't forget free parking. For more information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. You're listening to Extra Base Hit on A's Cast. Yes, it's coffee time. Coffee, 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 coffee. Here's Jessica Kleinschmidt. Welcome back to Extra Base Hit. Jessica Kleinschmidt here with Ray Jensen. Now, Ray, the most important part of the show are our A's predictions. I know Cody Elias put this out into the world with A's Cast, and 
I'm interested because there's a couple of them that could be kind of hit or miss as far as this goes. So we're going to start with who we believe will hit the most home runs come end of the regular season. I have Ramon Laureano hitting the most home runs, not just because of his power, but also because of his power. That that home run that he hit against the Giants recently was one of his most hard hit balls, period. And it's not like it's his first year in the league, man. Who do you got? I have Jesus Aguilar because he brought him in for one reason. That's to get hits. He can play some first, sure, but we need a big-time DH to pick those big daddy home runs, and that's what I think Jesus Aguilar can do. How are you the first person to say big daddy home runs on this show? Good for you. Thank you. I will say I'm right there with you. And at the Giants game, for some reason, Aguilar had this like small little group of high school baseball players that were just cheering him on during his batting practice. And then Aguilar went yard. I'm right there with you. The A's need that daddy DH, like you said, like the Chris Davises of the world, the Jack Cuss. We needed that back so badly. And that's why they brought him in. He made those adjustments at the plate. So we would love to see it, Jesus. Most stolen bases. I'm also going to go with Aguilar. Just kidding. I'm going to say Ruiz, obviously. The guy, the moment he got on first base, I was like shaking. I was like, when are you going to do it? When are you going to go? When are you going to go? Go, 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 go. And Shay Langlier has even said, that boy will steal a base first pitch every single time. We didn't quite get that yesterday, but he's my guy. And you saw the much range he has in, out, in the outfield. My goodness. Yeah, I got to go with Estudio Ruiz as well. Like, his speed is redonkulous. We can see it on the base pass. We saw it in the outfield, which I think was the bigger question of, can he be a good of a defensive outfielder as Pache was beginning last year? And he can. He That diving catch, I think, allayed any concerns last night. So, yeah, Estudio Ruiz of his speed. I'd be surprised who would become second, because I don't think it'll be close. But when it's all said and done, who will lead stolen bases? I think Seth Brown might mess around a little bit and steal some bags this season too. But my favorite part of that catch that Ruiz made yesterday was Laureano acted like so casual about it. I think he just knows how good Ruiz is. Not that we don't, but Laureano had this mentality of, okay, well, can you just get up? Are you okay? Like I knew you were going to make that catch, but are you good? It was so, it was so cool from that. So I appreciate that. My guy, James Caprillion, I have him getting the most wins. I was tempted to pick Cap. I went J.P. Sears for most Love wins. That. Love that. Kind of in the same mentality as Townie's pick. He picked Adam Aller. Sears and Aller both have the capability. They can start, and they can be the swing man in the bullpen, and that can result in some vulture wins, as we like to call them. So I think J.P. Sears has a good chance of getting bullpen wins and starting wins for the A's this year. I think you need a guy like that. Him and Cap are kind of similar in, they're very militant in their approach. And I appreciate that. And then you have a guy like Acevedo who does like to have fun and be laid back and all of that. So I appreciate it. But I like the even evening out of the Kyle Mullers and then you have Sears and then you have Caprillion. And I appreciate that. For my saves, pretty easy for me was Familia because of the fact where he knows this field he knows how to dominate. And I also appreciated what Kotze said about him. Despite losing some velocity on his fastball, that's going to happen. His specialty pitches certainly are there. A veteran guy like that coming out of the bullpen, it's one of those things where we've had, we've seen a lot of guys come out of any bullpen, no matter what fan you are, and you get a little nervous. I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to name names. But there's times you what you hold your breath. You need a guy like Familia to be like, we're going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. 
And I feel like that's the guy. Familia is a good pick. I had to go with the guy who got the save on opening night, and that's Danny Jimenez. I had him picked before then, so it wasn't like I changed it after the opening night win. But yeah, I think Jimenez, he got the role to start last year, dealt with some injuries. And when he's 100% and he's got his location going, I think he's lights out. So Familia, I think, would be a close second in terms of saves, but I think Jimenez is going to take it. But when you think about it, Jess, there's like four to five pitchers who I can realistically see closing in any scenario. Yeah, and that's what kind of creates that question mark. And even Kotze isn't confident calling a guy a closer quite yet. But I like that he was able to dip into his bullpen rather quickly yesterday, and the bullpen did well. And like, who would have thought that Trevor May leads the team in wins right now? I sure, certainly wouldn't. Yeah, but you can't put anything past Trevor May. That man is a renaissance man. <laughs> it's very true. And he loves to pitch at the Coliseum. He loves that foul territory, which I appreciate it. And the last one we have, who is going to dominate in the war category? And I have Seth Brown. Yeah, I got to go with the chalk pick, and that's Seth Brown. I should probably should have picked him for home runs if I really want to commit to Seth. But, you know, Seth's going to hit 30 home runs. Aguilar is going to hit 31. That's that's my that. dream scenario. Like the only reason why I didn't pick him for home runs is because he's going to hit so many, but somebody else is going to hit even more. That is so nice of you. I know. I'm, I'm the ultimate optimist. But I, I think the A's are going to hit a lot of bombs this year, especially with these new rules and the, the speed is going to be beneficial. And I think Seth Brown's just going to be that complete player this year. I think Aledemus Diaz is also going to be a guy that we're going to be able to depend on from every type of scenario. And if you look at how the front office did, and Caprilia talked about this during the interview, the offseason, they brought on some decent ball players. Aledemus Diaz's phone rang the day after he won the World Series for the Astros. The A's had their eyes on him because he fits the bill. He's the guy that comes off the bench clutch if you need him. You could platoon with Nick Allen. You could be on third that third base if you need you can show off your power you can show off just the clutch hitting and I appreciate that so I think that people need to watch out for him because he's kind of what we all wanted Chad Pinder to be and that's ultimately what brings it on you know to team him up with a guy like Tony Kemp in the mid infield uh chef's kiss I don't want to call him a utility man as a detriment but it's what the A's love to have and I think him and Peterson offer that utility you can plug and play him anywhere in the infield and maybe a little bit outfield if need be on on any given day and they can be a plus defender the utility man does not get enough love I feel I feel like it's good to be good at many things and people like to think that that's untrue whatever you can be, uh, and it's a whole different thing. I don't want to get down that. I've actually talked to Tony about that too. And he feels like he, like the utility player needs more love and appreciation. Yeah. But. Let's, let's get a utility player, gold glove out there. Let, let's just do it. Like you can I'm have right your, there with you. Have your specialty right positions, you. but yeah, let's, let's give an every man utility man glove. Let's go. I, I, I think that that's so important. And you know, defense is kind of like whatever. This chick doesn't just love or dig the long ball. We love us some defensive games. All right, my friend Ray, that's all we have for extra base hits on Ace Cast. So thank you guys so much for stopping by. It's so much fun. I think that has a lot to do with the fact that opening night was such a blast. But make sure you're following us on Twitter at AthleticsCast24. Thank you so much, Ray, for joining me because you keep this afloat. And I so appreciate you. And we'll see you at the ballpark. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.